welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. So before we started recording, Robert, um, our good friend Blastwave came and handed me like a, a, a like a crunched up piece of paper, mm-hmm. and I kind of like smoothed it out a little. And on the front of it, it says "Big News," except the E is backwards, and instead of an S, it's a Z. So I turned it around, and it said, first off, I'm gonna need Robert to hit the lights." So I. Guess you can hit the lights, Robert. Uh, alright. Uh, give me one second, I gotta get up and go turn them off. Okay. Alright, uh, lights, lights are hit. Alright, now, now that I cannot see, let me hit my flashlight on my phone and read the bottom. Okay, now it says, Daniel, please hit the spotlight in the center of the studio. Alright, that button is right here, and it's on. And looks like it's our good friend Green Badoof here to read some slam poetry about his favorite game. Uh, take it away, Green Badoof. Good evening, everybody. This is Green Badoof, and I got oof, I got a poem for y'all tonight. Everybody, hop in for a new adventure. No Man's Sky Omega Update. Free trial will be over by the time that you hear this, but do not fear this, cause Green Badoof is here to tell you this. Starships and save game expeditions are the traditions. Pirate dreadnoughts when you cannot handle that quadruple A pirate game from that one studio whose name escapes me. Join your No Man's Sky community in unity. And I'm not talking about that one company. And a new choice in the end game. The game will never be the same. So much to see. So much to do. So much for me. So much for you. Patch note page as long as ever. It's the game that will not ever end. Never ever end. It will never end. Never. Spreading the word, hello, like the games, No Man's Sky, Omega Update, nothing will ever be the same. Bum, bum. Thank you, thank you very much. Y'all may resume. Okay, turning off the spotlight? Robert, could you hit those lights again? I can't find it. Here, use my phone flashlight. Alright. <laughs> uh, oh, found it. Alright, we're back. Okay, so I guess the the great and powerful Green Badoof has alerted us to the fact that there is a brand new No Man's Sky update. Something that must 100% be covered each time it happens on this podcast. You know, for the bit. <laughs> for the, oh, how, how old is No... Tw- what? Like, 2016, what? right? 2000, oh, man. That's like... It's weird because... That may not seem old, but in video game standards, that is pretty old. But I it's, mean, it's I eight guess, years old. <laughs> it's one of those things where 
it's not that it being that age is old, is that it's still getting updates to this day, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and these aren't, like, small little patches. And no. they're, they're, like, massive updates with new, like, content to work with, new items, new expeditions, all that stuff. And this is all being done while Hello Games is working on um, Light No Fire, their new, mm-hmm. like, shared world game. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's, like, important for us to bring no man sky up every time it gets an update it's also green badoo's favorite game um Mm -hmm. they were having a free trial but it's happening this weekend so by the time that this episode goes up that free trial period will have (laughs) been over um but yeah i feel like this is the 23rd or fourth like major content update for no man's sky and there's no paid dlc or microtransactions for this game so I gotta say, in in the landscape of games, which is something we're gonna talk about today, um, I think that that's still an impressive package, whether you can get into that type of game or not. It's just very cool to me, because even something that is similar to, like, Minecraft will have a lot of paid DLC or, like, paid characters and expansions and stuff like that. Um, No Man's Sky just, like, gets stuff. (laughs) I want to see at an end point where I actually pick up No Man's Sky. <laughs> I like I was eight years old, but I've not had the urgency to go pick it up. Um, so I picked it up at launch, and then I mm. I was never I was I've, I think I've talked about this on here before. I was never like a hater of the game. I actually quite enjoyed it. I just felt like I reached a point where I was done with it when I played. Mm. Um, and I gave it to I traded in but like later on when you know when some of the bigger updates came out I, I rebought it digitally but I cannot get back into it because it does feel more like Minecraft than ever like in, in the start it didn't qu- quite feel as Minecraft as it does now and I think that's kind of what like draws me away from it but I can't mm-hmm. argue that it's like sometimes you'll stumble upon a beautiful planet with like some kind of life forms that you've never seen before or some kind of like visual effect and it's like a game that at least is constantly surprising um when you hop in like once every half year or something just to see what's what's new but like I think probably the best thing that they've added is like the ability to like play with people very easily because like at the start it was like oh you might stumble across somebody in your journey but you know you never really did but now you can just like do the game with your friends and stuff like that but enough about No Man's Sky. This is the time of the show when I'm going to talk about the blue raspberry icy flavored Peeps marshmallows I got at the start. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's going back to what it always starts off with. We just couldn't help ourselves. Do you like peeps, Robert? Do I like what, peaches or peach? Peeps, the marshmallows. Peeps. Oh, peeps. Um, I f- want to say I haven't had any, but I think I'm lying. I'm pretty sure I've tried some. Uh, I tend to like. Here's the thing. I I like peeps. And I tend to like weird things. Like I know some people don't like. Uh, was it uh, like candy corn? I like candy corn. Oh, I love candy corn. I like candy corn, but there's just certain candies I don't like. Like I don't like uh, the coconut. Uh, oh, I I don't like anything I coconut like, or banana yeah. flavored. I don't like the coconut though, because the banana flavors are too weird. They're not. They're not. It's a it's a lost flavor that only like fifties yeah. people remember. We have definitely had this conversation on yeah. here before. But, I remember it vividly marshmallow i know peeps is one of those candies where some people either love it or they hate it i'm one of those i'm fine with it i don't i don't mind it it's good i guess i like it so 
Peeps is wild like Oreo or like Japanese Kit Kats in that they will come out with a million new flavors every year. Mm-hmm. But like, so like they've had like a like a chocolate pudding flavored Peeps, I think. But they mm-hmm. had like a Dr. Pepper flavored Peeps. So it was like the sugar those. crystals were, were Dr. Pepper. But the problem yeah. I have with those like special flavored Peeps is that it's like the sugar on the outside that tastes like the flavor. But then the inside is still that like regular Peeps marshmallow flavored thing. Now, the blue mm. icy raspberry ones that I got seem to have the entire flavor of the blue icy raspberry uh, through the entire thing, to which mm. I say, these are the best peeps I've ever had. Definitely top tier candy. Um, and I just wanted to point that out because I don't think we've pointed out any good, you know, sweet delicacies that we have had. <laughs> like, I mean, to... I've, I see the Reese's white chocolate eggs on the shelves right now, but I'm, I'm a little burnt out on those, surprisingly. <laughs> the Reese's white chocolates? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess... There is that break period between holiday season and then, and not until we hit uh, Easter. I, I yeah. think there are like Valentine's Day heart shaped ones, but I don't I don't there are. worry about those. They I, have the pink like, ones I, too for Valentine's Day. Nah, I don't mess with the pink ones. I've had the pink ones. It's a weird thing having the <laughs> pink Reese's peanut butter cup, but here we are. So I mean, like by the time the ghosts come out again, I'll probably want them. And judging by how early the Halloween candy comes out, I'm expecting the ghosts by like next week. Next week's recording, we should have the white chocolate. <laughs> they start putting out Halloween stuff this early. Oh man, it's like what now? August? They start putting this stuff out in August. Yeah, I I am 100 percent expecting that mid July because last year it was late July. I'm like. Okay, mm. it's about ghost time. <laughs> um, but I digress. Blue raspberry icy. It's a great flavor on its own. Try it in peeps form. Um, this is a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, though. It's a weekly podcast gaming adventure where we talk about games and game-adjacent things. My name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, as always, Robert. How you doing this week? Uh, fine. Same old, same old. Uh, just, you know, tired, but that's roughly about it nothing nothing new or different what about you how you been this week um well i i feel like i've got like a, a, a like a nice burst of energy from from our from our little intro here and you know from playing uh mario versus donkey kong on the switch uh this morning and, and last night um talk about so a lot of times on here we talk about remakes and mm-hmm. how like 20 years seems like the perfect time so like this this is a 20 year old game that they just remade for the switch and they've um added some new things but still kept its like core dna but it's like one of my mm-hmm. favorite game boy advance games so I, I feel like i'm like pretty happy right now um and considering some of the news <laughs> in the games industry oh, this week man. um <laughs> i feel like starting our podcast out with a little bit of levity this week um what was was the right choice now before we get into any news, uh, another remake or remaster came out this week that um, Tomb Raider um, one through three, and I- I'm probably gonna bring those up next week just because my opinion of I- I'm more depressed about it than anything. Um, they are fantastically done, lovingly crafted remasters of these old Tomb Raider games, but I'm not f- feeling them. Mm-hmm. So I do have a topic ready for us to go about, you know, not feeling games and how long how long should we give it. But I'm gonna save that for next week because I do want to have a like a, a wider conversation about Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, 
Mario vs. Donkey Kong is, is a game I've been playing. I want to, you know, go, get a little more in-depth with that. It's got a two-player mode that I think we should try at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finished Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth uh, this past week. And when I tell you that this game, like, clears just about everything on my top ten plays of 2023, like, this is... <laughs> seriously one of the best games i have ever played in my entire life it's up there with persona 5 as just something that i like you ever play a game and when you're done with it you're like sad that it's over like just depressed that it's over Uh, have i felt that way um i I, guess i I ever it tends to happen with these really long games it happens with the persona series with me and and obviously infinite wealth like you've spent so much time getting to know these characters that like it's sad <laughs> it's it's weird i feel like i tend not to have that feeling because it's like i just still play it i'll just continue or just restart a new game i don't yeah. know i just i always think that i can always just come back yeah um i get that too and there's a i'm there's like side content i haven't done in this stuff actually um video game donkey posted a video about infinite wealth and i was mm-hmm. just shocked that there's a ton of stuff in that video that I've not seen yet or even come Is across yet. Is there spoilers yet. in it? There are... Yes, there are some spoilers in it. Yeah, I was like, I probably shouldn't watch this since I want to play it eventually. So, But there's I like side quest stuff that he's done in the video that I have not done yet and I have beaten the game. So like, no, the means you're not done it. with it. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've gone back and started continuing, like, chipping away at the side content. This game is so good. The, the side It's all so memorable and funny. And one of them that, like, definitely don't watch the video for, for one of the, the, the side stories because, like, it took me for such... I, I don't know how to describe how, how hard the double take was because I could <laughs> not believe it. It was a moment where I literally had my jaw dropped how funny and out of nowhere it was um and (laughs) that part is in that video so like if you're (laughs) like definitely maybe hold off on that until you do until if you play infinite wealth you do some early game stuff um so in that when we talk about infinite wealth i'll do my best not to spoil anything Mm -hmm. because there's a lot to talk about as for this week though it's a news heavy week Mm -hmm. um i think there's something from each of the 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 big three console you know manufacturers mm-hmm. here um i think the best thing to do would be to start with um xbox because i think the they've big got one. Yeah. the most you know to share so yeah what they did was an xbox business update it was a 22 mm-hmm. minute podcast video it was pre-recorded and it had the the, the big three uh, of xbox basically talking about um their future plans um so I guess before we start talking about any of this stuff, we, we, we'll, we'll probably have opinions. And if we get anything mm-hmm. wrong about, like, the strategy going on here, it, we're not, like, hard-hitting journalism here. We just might have some opinions on, on what the trajectory is and mm-hmm. what, you know, what might have sounded better. Or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not Wall Street Journal. Uh, we're not Forbes or any of that stuff. So... Um, I, I think the big thing, um, about the Microsoft thing is that Phil Spencer was saying that as of right now, four of their games are coming to other platforms, being yeah. PS5 and Switch. 
Um, he didn't say he didn't rule out the possibility of more, and it certainly reads or sounds like there's probably going to be more just based on how things are going. But they've said right now it's just four. Um, Phil Spencer didn't say what they were, but the what what's been going around is that it it feels like there's a couple of obvious ones there. There's mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. um, that one pirate game that Rare did with Microsoft, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which is expected, I think. Um, that is a rhythm action game from Tango, uh, which are the ones that did uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, Pentiment, which is a kind of like medieval time side-scroller, kind of hand-drawn kind of game. And Grounded, which is that survival game that Obsidian did where you're basically in a backyard and there are giant bugs and spiders and ants and whatnot. Um, those seem to be the first four that are coming to other consoles. He didn't say mm-hmm. that, you know, Starfield or Indiana Jones are coming, but it, with, it, it, it does feel like this is going to shift towards a more Sony-style situation where maybe after a year, Starfield and Indiana Jones will come to another console because mm-hmm. that's just what it seems like. Um, now, my opinion on these four games is that if they're trying to gauge the interest of Xbox games on Switch or PlayStation 5, are these the right four games for that? I don't think so. I don't think these games are popular enough to to be like, oh, now I'm going to check out Xbox to see what I'm missing because I played, you know, Pentiment or, or Grounded. Like, I, I, I feel like Hi-Fi Rush and, and Sea of Thieves are more highly regarded, but, like, Sea of Thieves, I don't see that having a giant player base on, on Switch or, or PS5. Uh, it's It's... I can see that, but counter to that is what else could they put? Think about what I thought. Like I what, thought, what, that what else Halo Master put? Chief Collection would be a good idea. And it's such see, it would, but it's nothing new. I feel like they don't want to put like veteran old school Xbox stuff because it it's what people remember best about them. I feel like it's the yeah. new stuff. I feel like. People who already want to play Halo already have Halo at this point. And it's just going to be new stuff that they want to have a cut in on. And the reason I say it like that is because most... I Not even most. Every game company loses money on console sales. When a console releases, they lose money. It costs more to, to make a PS5 than it is to sell a PS5. But what makes companies get money is game sales is accessory sales it's you know membership sales it's stuff like that that adds on to the if one console can have two people on there and they both have separate accounts with separate you know memberships that's you know more money just coming in throughout the years throughout the entire console's life cycle and like i said Mm -hmm. buying the games because it probably doesn't cost as much to put on physical print and also digital it doesn't cost them anything to do anything digital games so that's where it does I also think... sound like they're shifting away from physical there at Xbox. Yeah, that's where they are gonna go towards. I feel like if anyone's gonna go physical, it's gonna have to be the actual company itself demanding a physical release, and either Nintendo or Sony are gonna just provide them with with uh you know their access to make physical copies of anything, and that's where I don't see a lot of like 
oh, veteran games from Xbox, like Halo, like, yeah, it would make sense for Master Chief Collection, but like I said, I feel like anyone who already wants it already has it, they're just gonna mm-hmm. start adding in the new stuff, because it's more or less, I can see them transitioning in just a publisher standpoint because like i said you lose money companies don't make money on consoles they lose money a lot like i said you only make money if by game sales by by you having the rights to certain games and selling it and you know you get your cut and portions out of every copy sold through every company that kind of transition us into the to the next point here um so i guess the thing to say is that there's no right or wrong answer to any of this Uh stuff it's more or less just like what's going on because you know i think it would be a good idea for xbox to you know go full publisher or 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 maybe even third party not at the middle of a generation because then you lose you've already you're already halfway through a generation Mm. like according to like what it sounds like halfway um judging by like other you know companies and and their like sales forecasts Mm -hmm. and everything but um I, i wouldn't out like they don't need to out they wouldn't need to outright abandon like their their install base mm-hmm. like halfway through generation but like they announced that they might have a new hardware of some sort um releasing or announced around the holiday season but then they in this very podcast they talked about their next gen plans already yeah. which i i don't think it's the right time no. To start talking about next gen plans when things are just finally starting to become readily available, especially when they're trying. It because it goes for Sony too when they're saying that the PS5 is in its lateral life cycle. It is not. It is completely not. I think consoles now will last longer than PS4 is still going. People will still. Play I think the PS5 thing was was kind of. I I don't know if it was a misquote or like an IGN article or something, but yeah. it, it was. It was that they didn't meet the sales forecasts or something like that. It, it, but Xbox is specifically saying our next-gen plans is going to be a huge leap and everything. I'm like, well, didn't you just come out with the next Xbox three years ago? Yeah, it's one of those things where we were in a bad situation where the consoles released at a very poor time. And that they did. not a lot of people got their hands on it. So now, when there's a plentiful amount, people are going to hands on it. They don't have to go to any third party. They can go directly from a store or directly from the actual company themselves. Get their hands on these consoles. And I don't think there's a lot of first party exclusives out for either console right now to to, to determine that, yeah, this is a good no, halfway point not. of the console. No, I still think this is very early on in the console's life cycle. I still feel like I got my PlayStation 5 like yesterday. And it's like, I know I've had it four years you know three years now but it's like it still feels like i got it yesterday i I was looking at a list of ps5 only exclusive games that are only on there not on pc not on ps4 and it was like astro's playroom Mm -hmm. destruction Mm all-stars demon souls Mm -hmm. and uh spider-man 2 which Mm -hmm. will come to pc at some point and then there's final fantasy 16 Mm -hmm. which it's up in the air but um, rebirth or a remake hasn't come to anything else yet. I don't yes. think so. Like Final Fantasy sixteen will probably remain exclusive for the time being. Um, but like, that's wild. <laughs> After three years, you, have five. You know what? I think a console's life does not start until they cut ties with the previous generation, and they have yes, yet to do that with PS4. And you can see that. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth and Persona 3 Reload both had a PS4 release. Yeah, it's, so it's like 
you can't say, oh, or, you know, maybe it's a misquote, or even Xbox itself trying to say that this is what, like, our next plans are, when the console you're currently on has not really begun, because and if you're still giving support to the previous generation, that means that this is still a new console, and that your side, you know, because, like I say, that's what makes it, that's what makes it confusing, because these consoles will last even longer, because the Switch, they, the Nintendo stretched the Switch for so long. Yeah, it's, it's about so... to be on its like eighth. Year, exactly. Or... So it's like yeah, two thousand yeah seventh seventh anniversary here. So so why why say that these consoles are or it's, it's not Sony because it could have been a misquote, but for at least for like why say this is we're planning next stuff when Nintendo's barely even announcing like what their plans are for like twenty twenty five because and we know good and well that the Switch is not even as powerful as an Xbox One or a PS Four. No, because because of the technology that wasn't probably available at that time. Because the Switch came out what twenty seventeen, like it was yeah. way before these consoles came out. I just think it's a testament to the software quality that Nintendo. Like I, I know I'm not gonna hate on any company because you know Microsoft does make a whole bunch of good games when mm-hmm. when they when they come out. Like there's nothing against Gears of War, Halo, or even Starfield. Like Starfield, I know there's a good game in there somewhere. I you know it's not exactly Microsoft game studios it's bethesda but like somewhere in there there's a a well done game it's Uh just you know it's got a lot of bugs or you know gameplay issues Mm -hmm. um so i don't i didn't i didn't like that they were talking about next gen plans when they're the the core of this the core that I think they were trying to get to is that you they like that you can play Xbox on on whatever mm-hmm. they like that you can play it on your phone or on your streaming TV mm-hmm. or on on your PC Game Pass all that good stuff. But then they say that the best place to play it is on the box itself. Now, while I don't disagree with that, I think that is I think that is a hundred percent true. I think playing on a PlayStation Portal versus PS Five is not as good, but with so much emphasis on like the second screen you have to wonder why they're putting so much focus onto the box itself mm-hmm. and it's not like microsoft game studios is coming out with games all the time they're coming out with them at less of a quick pace than than sony mm-hmm. and sony is we'll talk about them they're they're not having any major first party um series in, in any fashion returning this this fiscal year mm-hmm. it's just how do I put it? It's like I really do think Xbox. It might be they're not saying that they're. I mean, they you know they say they're they're, they're planning on their next generation of consoles, but I think what it is they're planning on their they're announcing their next plan for the next not generation of consoles. Like they're gonna put they'll probably make one, but the idea of what our future plans are for publishing games the next generation of consoles which is for them i guess a lot sooner i guess that could also mean that they're not saying they're going to release a console that same time maybe they're just trying to do different plans at that time and then Mm -hmm. release a console later maybe like the idea is that maybe they might throw a like i I have to say like a stupid way of saying like streaming is the next console and streaming is the future and we're gonna now put street like we're heavily putting ports on console you can play anywhere and stuff like that like it's a it's a really dumb way of saying that our next console's in the cloud it's a streaming you know we're gonna we're gonna really heavy on well we've seen a couple of those things and one of them kind of stuck around but nobody talks about it and one of them failed tremendously google stadia yeah that's what i mean like it could be one of those just like dumb things of wording just like business wording wise and it's just like 
you think that they're talking about a console, but then they hit you with, no, it's 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 this. We're porting games to other consoles. That's the next console that we're putting on other consoles, or we're streaming them now, and it's a lot easier. But what's funny, and I'll say this, when they did announce that they're going to start putting some Xbox games on other consoles, I, I'm mad. I'm mad about that. This isn't the first time they've done that. Too. But I mean, like there were there were things, small things. Cuphead, Ori in the Blind Forest. Even back in the day, <laughs> Mass Effect One was an Xbox exclusive for the longest time. Tell tell me how my whole life I said, why would I need an Xbox when I can just get a PlayStation and a PC? Because the PC will get the exact games that Xbox gets because they're already <laughs> doing that. Tell me the minute I get a PC, now they're announcing, oh, we might start putting this stuff on other consoles. You know, we could we could put them on, on any Switch or PlayStation. I'm just like, okay. All right, and the moment I get a PC and start getting these Xbox games, I can I, finally play them. They're going to play them. I think that as a PC user, you should be glad that none of this console business is affecting the yeah. games you can play. Yeah. I mean, because, like I said, because on my spectrum, I'm like, well, PC gets Xbox regardless, so I only need two a PlayStation just for their exclusives and, and maybe mm-hmm. some stuff on there that I, I prefer. Like,. I, I prefer platformers, op- story-based games on console than on whatever on PC. PC will be strictly yeah, only for, like, modding, like, single-player games, just better textures and just, like, and, sure. like, online games just for, like, the online multiplayer. Or, like, making old racing games look like new racing games. Yeah, like, just I put mods on like it. Like, a good one. <laughs> and it just make them look nicer. But, um, yeah, Xbox... Let on... me ask you, Robert. Uh-huh. Do you think Starfield and Indiana Jones will come to PlayStation 5 and whatever the next Switch is in the future? From what I hear, Starfield has not retained its player base very well. It's it's gone very, like, oh, this is not even, like, the hype is dying down. It, this it's, is It's in an era, mind you, where people lose their... Like, the discussion around single-player games yeah. dissipates much more quickly than it did then back when Skyrim came out. But I think when you talk a lot of this word, talking about this is the next people, this is the next Skyrim, that people are going to talk about this for years to come, you know, like, people... Yes, it, it had tremendous weight on its yeah. shoulders that I don't think it, lived it up could to. hope to live up. Well, I don't think it had a chance. I, I agree because of how much the shift of, of, of gaming is now. There's so much options. I feel like even still, like back in the 360 PS3 era, you you did have options, but they weren't great. But now I feel like there's yeah. a lot of great options. So it's like when you do see kind of mediocre or okay stuff, you're kind of tend to be like, there's better stuff out there that has the same amount of play time. I'm rather just play yeah. that. Um, in that same vein, it's like a Call of Duty being like the only paid multiplayer game that like survives amongst the sea of free-to-play multiplayer but games. the thing is you look at battlefield 2042 it didn't do even though it, it went eventually like really cheap or like even free they gave it out for free i don't think no one plays it literally no one talks about it at, at least call of duty at least yeah people you pay it but at least people still talk about the newest season or the newest game yeah it still oh, has yeah. that talk factor compared to other free-to-play games like It'll, like games have their moments like apex i feel like people still do play it but i feel like it's not talked yeah. about as much as like it's the same with like overwatch and apex when you stack them next to fortnite you know the one that's gonna get talked about more even though apex legends and overwatch 2 do have collaborations and seasonal updates and new characters and everything it's it's fortnite that more or less has all the big names and now they've got that disney thing that's they coming did. and all that um, stuff that's a news bit right there they got yeah disney and epic partnered yeah um on on the call of duty thing mm-hmm. 
Um, the Xbox uh, podcast thing did also say that uh, Activision Blizzard King games are coming to Xbox. Now, they uh, as, at this point have only announced Diablo 4, which admittedly is a big win um, to have Diablo 4 playable for, for subscribers to Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but I'm th- I, I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. What other Activision Blizzard King games are there that release? Because, like... The ones you hear about nowadays are Call of Duty and Diablo. And then you've got the older, like, Crash Bandicoot, all that stuff. But, like, Activision Blizzard isn't pumping out games nearly as fast as they used to nowadays as well. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, uh, well, I guess how I said, when Xbox was buying a bunch of studios, I think because they just wanted a percentage cut of console sales or, or, or game sales. I think that's what it was for that. So I kind of foresaw them kind of pushing this, putting their games on other platforms. Yeah. I, I think we hit all the key points of yeah. that video. Um, I, I do not understand why they announced their next-gen plans. Um, yeah. I also do think it would be better for them to put more things on other consoles and maybe not make another console. But look, mm-hmm. I'm not in charge of Xbox. It's just an opinion. <laughs> um. So we got to talk about Sony mm-hmm. because I guess everybody's got a little bit of news this week. So Sony's isn't as like, you know, world changing as, as Microsoft. And you know what? Microsoft isn't that world changing either. It's more mm-hmm. or less like continuing on as normal. And some of our games are going to be on other systems mm-hmm. for right now. Um, but Sony have announced that they're like first party like franchises and existing franchises um, won't have any new games mm-hmm. for the the fiscal year so i can't remember when sony's fiscal year starts but it, it's not to say we won't have like first party adjacent things like rise of the ronin or stellar blade but none of our like legacy playstation franchises are gonna have mm-hmm. anything coming for them this year so I, I was thinking about this and with the way a lot of things are going because we really don't know what's coming out later on this year we we more or less know what's coming out in 2025 was it a mistake for Game Ageddon to happen? Was it a mistake for so many insanely good games to all drop at the same time last year instead of spreading them out maybe into this year? Aren't, aren't some things going to get overshadowed? No. I don't know what they mean by no first-party stuff is being made throughout a year. Um, I think that kind of tends to happen throughout a console's life cycle. Either it happens at the beginning or it happens in the middle of it. Because you look at the PS4, it had nothing in the beginning. It had it had its launch titles, but if you really do look at the console, it didn't really have much for a long time, for a couple months, honestly. Well, it had Killzone to start, and then in March it had Infamous Second Son. Um, but for but after that, after that was a, a pretty big... Yeah, there's a, a, it, those game. are two games. When you look at the PlayStation 5, it had like the Demon's Souls remake. It had games that you could already have on PS4 play on the PS5. So you had an entire library of games to already play with and not to worry about. It came with uh, the, the Astro Boys uh, Playroom. Uh, yeah. It came with uh, Snacks eventually, eventually dropped free. You got... It's yeah, funny, plus. but it is like uh, uh, they push it heavy like Snacks. But... Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that it's not surprising me that they're they're saying that there's not going to be some big stuff dropping, you know, this year in the sense of it's first party stuff, which means either two things. For some reason, they're just taking a break for no reason. And that doesn't make sense for, I guess, a company standpoint. Why take breaks when 
uh, you have a whole company to run or they're just having everyone take their time to work on the things they're working on so they can plan out what the next, you know, year is going to be like. Because yeah, I mean, we know a ton of stuff that's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, um, Grand Theft Auto 6. That's not first party, but, like, we know it's coming out next year. I mean, I'm Wolverine. just thinking more, like, the stuff that all happened at once. Not just first party Sony stuff. Yeah. All the games that I... came out in October, November. Should they have spread some of those out? No. To fill out the gaps of, of this year Be- that we just don't see anything I for. feel like if you're, you're, you're two people... You didn't buy all the games at once. You bought the one you wanted, so now you can go back and buy those games and not have to True. worry about something dropping. Or you bought I guess all of them. Me. You bought all of them, and then now you're like, well, now I have time because they're not going to drop anything too. So I, now I have a bunch of stuff that I, I still have time to play with and and get around to. I guess that works with how my mindset of buying games is going to go this year because I'm not getting Final Fantasy VII Rebirth at uh-huh. launch because like I just don't have time for it. So it's like I will have that back catalog of Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 to mm-hmm. play whenever the drought comes because from what I can see, unless there's some kind of big Sony or Nintendo thing coming and it doesn't sound like there's anything massive coming mm-hmm. this year, then there will be a, a, a period of time where I can go back and like catch up on all the stuff that I didn't get to play last year. Mm-hmm. So I guess I fall into that category. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think it was a mistake. I just really think them giving that time is just them being like all right let's just hold off a year what are we gonna do what are we planning on let's see what we can improve on to have ready for for next year for the next pretty big like drops yeah and i guess it's not like they don't have a some stuff planned because rise of the ronin and um stellar blade are still things that are happening um very oh yeah so Um, they still have stuff but but one of the things that got lost in the in the mix of Game of Getting was Sonic Superstars, a game that we have played, and um, I'm I'm about tempted to call that Game of the Year for 2024 now because they have added the Shout of the Hedgehog onesie pajamas for <laughs> Sonic in that their video game. I did see that. Uh, pretty pretty weird wearing the skin of I guess your enemies, but I mean I mean more power to you, Sonic. Truly, this was the greatest game ever created. Thank you, Sega. I, I I have no words. Sega, you got a Knuckles show coming. They do. I think we should... You know what? I think we should discuss the Knuckles show on this podcast. All right. I haven't seen the trailer, episode, but I know there is a show being made. Yeah. Um, when, that, when the episodes drop. Anyway. Yeah. That that was a little bit of Sony, like, stuff. It was that, very little. That, very that minor was stuff. stuff. It wasn't yeah. anything crazy. Now... I was expecting a direct this week. Historically, Everyone, there would have been a direct. Everyone was this expecting week. a direct this week. There is a historic February direct, but now the 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 circulating rumor is that it'll be a partner showcase, which is wild because we've got three first party things that are in the works: Princess Peach Showtime. We know that comes out in March, and then Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door and Luigi's Mansion Two HD. Mm. One of which I think will come out in May, and one of which I think will come out in July. Um, other than that. There's Metroid Prime 4, which is still in the ether, and the hopeful Metroid Prime 2 and 3 remasters that are coming. Now, the news story that was going around the day before we recorded is that Nintendo has uh, potentially briefed the third-party developers that they are delaying their console into Q1 of 2025, Mm -hmm. which means we may not be seeing the next nintendo console this year which was for the longest time Mm -hmm. the thing that was like guaranteed 
according to you know the the video games industry ether if they don't have a new console for the holiday season i feel like in order to keep up that last little bit of momentum i'm sure we'll have more games announced but i feel like i i feel like that's that's a tough that's tough i feel like that's a tough pill to swallow yeah it's but it's one of those things where i like i said I think prolonging these consoles is the best thing to do, honestly. Yes. Because like, it's a testament to Nintendo how long this thing has gone on yeah. for. I I don't mind that there's not a new console coming, but I know it's going to be a big huge thing for people when it, this thing comes out in 2025 instead of this holiday season. I think them releasing it later is just like it's just a better move in the sense of the Switch still sells very well. Yeah, why need it'll to overtake push? the PS2 this year? I'm sure. Oh, I think you're talking a little crazy there, Daniel. But you know, it's like 15 million away. <laughs> hey, man, I guess it'll stop at that number. I guess it looks. Feel, it's time maybe for they PS2 delay to the make Switch a comeback. Just in, maybe they delay the Switch 2 just until it overtakes. No, the, no, no. Uh, I think PS2. it's time for <laughs> PS2 to make a comeback. Oh uh, yeah, Sony. You know what to do. <laughs> Imagine they do actually drop like a, a anniversary PS2. Like, yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of. But cr- like, I mean, like you- it, it's going to happen, and it's going to have happened without any significant price cuts on the Switch. What would you be at all interested of consoles or companies that still are around would release like not minis but actual versions of just like updated versions, not like a new version, but like. They take the original fat PS2, but just add all the new stuff that modern consoles have, like the new technology, but still have it be the same console that reads the same games. Because I don't think it's physically possible. I think the technology has gone so advanced that they yeah. can't convert things to how it was. I mean, if it let me play my copy of Ridge Racer 5. That's what I'm saying. Like, Imagine they're like, <laughs> we're going to do an anniversary console edition of this console, and it has all the bells and whistles of the original, but it's just modern technology version of it. Yeah, but imagine that, though. I have a PlayStation 2, but I can't play my copy of Ridge Racer 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, so they released a new one. I don't know. And suddenly PS2 might need to make a comeback. They've got the, the red, yellow, and white uh, cables, the AV cables that go into the back of the TV that just don't exist anymore. <laughs> I think I think I'm one of the few people that, that was purposely trying to find a TV. Now I don't need any more, but like, my flat screen still has them, so... I need to eventually. Well, I got that a while ago too, so I need to eventually upgrade. But getting getting back to it, are you surprised that this is potentially delayed? Because I am. Like, not no. to say anything about like the longevity of the Switch, but I am surprised because usually by now we'd know a lot more software on the software side of what's coming out. No, like I said, it it just makes sense for consoles now to just extend the life cycle let's say hey, companies lose money on consoles until you're hitting a little bit towards the end of the console life cycle where things aren't have gotten very cheap to, to produce so and they they can skip out on certain things that you don't need anymore because they're trying to make them a little bit cheaper for people to buy so hmm. it doesn't surprise me that they're trying to just to prolong the console's life cycle like i said the switch sells well why do anything to to jeopardize the sales of that if it already still sells for what like mark 8 still sells that game came 60 out million the, copies. Wii U, it came out during the Wii U. And most people don't yeah. even realize the, the that Wii U That game is existed. going to be 10 years old this year, yeah. I think. 
the like the original Mario Kart 8. So like it's it's still the highest selling game on on the Switch. Um, I guess this last question will be more of a, a, a hypothetical. Are you concerned that Nintendo might mess something up? You do, do you have trust in Nintendo that they'll make something that's just a better Switch? Because that's what I think I hope for. I, I hope that they don't have anything too wild that it's like bad for them. Kind of like a the Wii, Wii U situation scenario. where yeah. They definitely need to name this console something else besides Switch 2. They even if it's the exact bills like uh bills and wessels as the Switch, they need to call it something else. The one thing I've yeah. noticed with Xbox and Switch Wii U, like especially oh. Never name. A I was console just thinking the about the same this. thing as or similar to the because PlayStation Xbox consoles should have a word after Xbox, not a letter or a number. It should have a word. Xbox and so Xbox really went from Xbox 360 a number right all internet get it 360 you're connected to everybody then one then Xbox. One X and then Xbox Series X, so Series and, and Series S. Yeah, it makes so call it Xbox. I don't know. Even call it like Xbox like Black. Call it something else like it, you know Black X or Xbox something. Neo. Yeah, or yeah Xbox Delta. Carbon. Yeah, like call Delta, it something. Sure. Something any code. That's word. what they could do. They could use like the Alpha Beta Charlie Delta Epsilon. That'd be Ar- cool. Call for it a Armageddon or something. Just call it something that's Xbox not Armageddon. The, the previous console's name because people people are not gonna know. Because if you tell them what's the newest one, oh, it's the Xbox Delta. Okay, that makes sense. Like, just don't call it Xbox Series Y. Yeah, do not because you're just confusing people. Same thing with Wii U. So the thing with the Switch, yeah, going back to the whole point, Switch Two. Do not call it the Switch 2, because people are going to think that what's the difference between this Switch and the other Switch, if it's a Switch. I still think people don't realize that the Switch is technically a handheld console first, and a, a, a home console second. So the last, like, home console is technically the Wii U for Nintendo, because the Switch is a an amalgamation of both, where it's I mean, like, it's the both. the Switch seems like it does what what Sony and, and Xbox yeah. are trying to do with this whole second screen experience it's back in 2017, and, that like, the Switch is so far ahead of its time with stuff yeah, like so that. Yeah, so my hope with the Switch 2, which we'll dub it, but I guess we'll call it what we can call the next uh what's what's a cool like futuristic like hope for the future vita imagine well i'm like i'm like what's the gimmick gonna be vita means long right <laughs> two screens right no <laughs> oh, um, three screens it's got to have three screens you could call it the nintendo triple I, triple deluxe like the kirby game <laughs> i genuinely think that the switch the idea of it is nintendo at its absolute best the idea it is the yeah it's like the magnum opus of nintendo whoa i can play it at home but if i'm on a road trip instead of bringing a tv and and a power bank and all this other stuff i can just bring the console with the charger and that's it and i can just play my games they're all in very now it makes sense why the switch games are on small like sd size cards because it's like you could just buy a, a case that's the size of your hand. You could put like 20 games inside it and you'll literally be like, I have 20 games in the palm of my hand without even having to think about it. So yeah. my hope for the next one, um, hopefully it's the same thing, but 4K, keeping the OLED screen, even if to pay a little bit more, I think the better screen would be better for people's Hear vision me and out. eyes. I think it'll have 4K. I do not think it'll ship uh, initially with an OLED screen. I, I can see that, but I hope that they do. Because OLED, OLED screens are trying to get cheaper and cheaper, where it's like that technology is starting to just become normal and people can have access yeah. to it. 
same micro SD cards, you know, no, no need to change it because I want to play all my old Switch stuff on the new Switch stuff, maybe, like, you know, with the better screen. Yeah. Better I hope for backwards compatibility, obviously. I need And maybe boost mode for stuff like Tears of the Kingdom. Like, yeah. I'd rather play that at 60 than at 25 or the, whatever. The gimmick, maybe the actual screen itself has some gyroing to itself. Like, it can detect certain directions, and maybe that might work. Even though control, but it could, like, I'm trying to think what could be the gimmick of the Switch 2. Besides it just being a souped-up Switch where everything is just much better. What could be its gimmick? That's not going to make it be like, oh, okay, that's a gimmick that's going to age poorly. I almost feel like it doesn't need a gimmick, but no. I also feel like this is Nintendo and there will be a gimmick. Maybe if it's a 3D console. You hear me out now. <laughs> Nintendo Switch 3D. <laughs> See, that one's been talked about in other things I've listened no, to. Like, the I don't 3D's, know if they'd no. ever been. <laughs> no, they, 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 learned they got the rid of that like in the 3DS generation. They're like, not playable in 3D. It's yeah. like, okay. Most games it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a gimmick. It was fun for a couple minutes for the people who could see the, the 3D like that. But, you know. Maybe um, they'll make it a one-stop Switch game console where you can put in your Game Boy Advances, Game Boy, and D- 3DS and man, 3DS games. You know what? I would love that. It, that that's not going to happen. It but I would but... love that. <laughs> But imagine I'll be fine with backwards shop. compatibility with the Switch and that your Nintendo Switch Online like virtual console things carry over but without were. you having to wait for them to release like yeah the the Mario Advance games again over a period of time. <laughs> I it might but, here's the thing it basically they have to take the Steam decks but compact that just literally compact that make yeah. it as powerful as that but just com- don't make because the steam decks are cool but they're bulky man they're 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 yeah. they look heavy they they just look super bulky yeah well i guess at the end of it all we'll probably have to wait a little longer before we have news. yeah on i don't know now, I, I don't know the gimmick that's all it's just, I, I don't know i am definitely tired of saying you know there's probably gonna be a direct th- next week but you know what there's probably gonna be a nintendo direct partner showcase next week from what i'm hearing mm. um I, I feel like I, I feel like that's a safe bet for next week, but you know what? If there's not, then we still gotta talk about Tomb Raider and um that one pirate game from that one studio that made mm. the quadruple A pirate game. Uh because th- this 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 person right here has played the, the, the open beta for this game that uh, that just released. Um before I now Robert would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, I guess that's it. That should that should pretty much wrap up this week. A lot of heavy news, but it's yeah. wrap it up. A lot of interesting game industry like mechanics at work here um we want to thank you guys so much for listening please follow us on x at markers on the map and listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify we'd appreciate any five star ratings and reviews now we do like to end each episode of markers on the map with a world famous video game quote remastered and this week's quote is you know ellie we really are the devil may cry 5 special edition remastered which is a game we'll talk about one day And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Later.